Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Forrest Bryant, and we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Brian Ellis on the line today, and uh, we've got a, a lot of really good information that we're going to be bringing, bringing to you today. Uh, at the High Speed Podcast, we're really focused on helping our listeners and our clients achieve freedom and legacy in their life, and we do that by helping them master their business, their finances, their family, and their lifestyle. So, a big part of that is self-directed IRAs. And so that's going to be a big part of the, uh, of the discussion uh, today. So, uh, Brian, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing better than I deserve. How are you? Uh, doing great. I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, you know, this is a, a near and dear topic uh, to, to, to me. And so I know we're going to, uh, I know this is what you do. You're an educator and, and, uh, and you really help uh, yes. teach people. Uh, different techniques and, and about, I mean, there's, a, there's probably going to be some people that are listening to this show that are probably uh, never heard of a self-directed IRA. So uh, we're going to kind of educate them a little bit. We'll t- get, take a little, a little high level and, and kind of yeah. uh, tell them a little bit about what that is and some things, some really cool things that you can do there. And then, uh, and then we'll go on the back end on the, on the members only side, we'll go a little deeper and we'll get into some, some really cool stuff on, on the back, some, some more advanced techniques and things like Sounds that. Sounds good. Let's do it. So uh, why don't you uh, just introduce yourself and, uh, you know, tell our listeners uh, a little bit about you and your company. Sure, Dr. Bryant. Well, again, my name is Brian Ellis. I run the Self-Directed Investor Society, which is America's largest and fastest growing private association for self-directed investors. And we determine, kind of define self-directed investors as people who make their own investment decisions. Uh, it may be completely independently. It may be with the help of, of an advisor. That's not really important. What's important is that, that these are people who are taking an active role in making their, their investment decisions. And so what we do primarily is help people to understand the options that they have in terms of investing in, in assets that are kind of off the beaten path in terms of what's normally thought of as re- uh, retirement assets. Uh, as, as you well know, most people, you know, the vast majority of people out there invest their retirement savings into uh, uh, stocks, mutual funds, and bonds. And sure, there's there's a place for all of that, but there's a there's a place for a lot of other things too. And that's where self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks come in. That's the tool that kind of makes it possible for you to go off that path and into the realms of other types of investments that maybe you actually understand rather than just trusting the powers that be on Wall Street. And that's what we teach people how to do. Hmm. So t- tell a little bit about your, 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 your backstory. Let's, let's, sure. let's hear a little bit about you and how you got to this point. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I certainly didn't start off in this world. Um, I, <laughs> that's, I was, not a, that's not a normal starting place. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And there are really not a lot of us in this world at, at this time. Um, you know, it, my thing back in the day was, was software. I, I, I went to Georgia tech and got a, a wonderful academic scholarship to study computer science. And it was great. And about a year and a half later, I realized I was bored out of my mind and had to go start a software company. And so I did that and it worked out really well. But a few years later, my first daughter was born and I realized about that time that working 90 hours a week wasn't going to work for me anymore. Hmm. And so uh, I, I tried to just figure out a, a few other ways to make some money and, and real estate's really kind of where I landed. And um, uh, Dr. Bryant, to say I was bad at it to begin with would be an insult to people who were actually bad at it. 
um, uh, it, it took me probably a year and a half to, to, to learn the ropes and to learn what was actually important and what wasn't. But through the course of that, I, I started building a, an email list of, of local investors and, and learning a little bit about how to stay in contact with the people who would be important in that business. And um, we ended up building a, a very substantial following in the real estate investing uh, business right now. We, we have a newsletter called the Brian Ellis. It, it used to be called the Brian Ellis Investing Letter. We've just recently changed it, uh, major change. We've never changed the name of it before uh, to uh, REI Wire. Uh, but we have uh, a, a little north of 700,000 subscribers to that. So we, we have a pretty big following there. But as of late in the last few years, I've really been focused narrowly on the self-directed IRA and solo 401k world because I learned along the way that a lot of people are interested in that topic, but nobody really knows it. There, there, there are a few attorneys who understand it, but there really aren't many people who speak English who can explain it and help people to understand it. And so, so that's, that's how we have ended up where we are today. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So let's, um, so let's, let's, uh, let's kind of dig into it a little bit. Let's, uh, let's kind of lay it out on the, on the 30,000 foot level. So if somebody's listening, they're like, what are you talking about? A self-directed IRA, solo 401k? I mean, what, what, what are those things? Sure. So let's just take a step back. Everybody probably knows what an IRA is, but just in case that's, that's just a type of retirement account that gives you nice tax incentives for saving and investing for retirement. Well, that's all an IRA is. A 401k is exactly the same thing, except for you get it through your employer, uh, not individually. So they're basically the same thing in that way. The self-directed side of it is uh, really kind of just a marketing term more than anything else. Uh, under the law, self-directed IRA or IRAs, can in, you can invest money in an IRA in just about anything you want to. There, there are only a couple of exclusions. Um, but most IRA providers uh, these days, uh, you know, the Fidelities, the Schwabs, the, the Vanguards, they all do a great job at what they do. There's no doubt about that. Um, but most of them, even though the law allows you to invest in just about anything you want to, most of those IRA providers do not allow you complete freedom. So it, it's kind of at the financial provider level that they're implementing a, a limitation. So all you have to do is find a, an IRA company that will allow you to do what the law allows you to do. And when you do that, that's called a self-directed IRA, and you can, by and large, make all the choices and, and make the decisions that, that you want to make, even if it happens to be that you don't invest in stocks or bonds or mutual funds. So that's really what a self-directed IRA is. A solo 401k, again, is, is basically the same thing. It's just the 401k version, and it's just a way to take control of your investments for retirement. Yeah, and that's great. And we, you know, we have a lot of uh, self-employed people that that listen to our podcast and that um, that we uh, that we serve and, and and take care of. So the uh, and that's always uh, a big question is how to get more retirement funds into an environment where they can. You know, obviously, real estate is a big yeah. part of what we do and 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 what you do, and that's that's the. Sure. Uh, you know, that's one of the big, big things that, you know, that's one of the reasons that a lot of people try to get some funds over there. But um, there's, there's other things that you can invest in. That's not, it's not just for real estate. It's not just right. real estate IRA. I mean, what are the, what are some of the other things that, that you could put in there? You know, it's interesting. The law doesn't tell us what you can invest in, but it, it really only tells us what we can't invest in. And that's actually a pretty short list uh, for, for IRAs. That, that list is basically life insurance and collectibles. And we won't really get into what a collectible is. If you think it's a collectible, it probably is. <laughs> uh, 
But life insurance and collectibles are really the only things that uh, that, that IRAs are exp- expressly prohibited from in, in investing in terms of asset classes. So if you want to invest in real estate, sure. But there's also precious metals. There's uh, uh, there, there's intellectual property. There there's uh, there, there's anything you can imagine that you can invest in is out there. I, mean, I know people who have invested in in dairy cattle, dairy cattle, very very profitably. I might add. Um, I've seen people invest in 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 tax liens. That's that's a very popular one and. Um, a very common, very popular category is private companies that you can't buy on the stock market, but that are privately traded. A lot of people buy privately traded companies. So uh, the, the, the options are, are very nearly endless, except for life insurance and collectibles. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, and I was going to save this for the back end, but since we're, since we're on it, um, uh, you know, one big topic now is cryptocurrency. And so I know a oh, lot of people sure. are thinking, can you do crypto in there? And uh, I think I know the answer to this one because I've talked with a lot of uh, with a lot of uh, custodians, and uh, the 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 answer is it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on the custodian. Is that is that your experience as well? From the vantage point of the law, clearly yes, you can. Uh, from the vantage point of whether you are allowed to buy your IRA provider, you're right. It's 100% a function of the custodian. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the IRS did give some clarification about this. I think it was last year and, and a couple of years ago because, you know, Bitcoin, the most popular cryptocurrency has coin right there in the name. And the uh, validity of that is that I mentioned collectibles just a minute ago as being a prohibited asset class. Well, coins are considered a, a, a collectible by and large. So we, nobody really knew if Bitcoin was going to be an acceptable asset in, in IRAs and, and the IRS, IRS came out and said, no, it's not a coin. It's a piece of personal property, just basically like a stock. So from that vantage point, we know we can, but there are really only a few, uh, really only a few custodians at this point who, who really facilitate it because it's, there's some technical and legal complications w- with that. So the answer is yes, but it's complicated. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and we, we, we alluded to this a little bit and um, I think maybe it's important just kind of while we're kind of up on the high level here. Um, can we talk about, cause I, I know some people hear about, uh, checkbook IRA. Can we yeah. just, or checkbook 401k, can we at least kind of talk about that up, up here on the high level? Oh, sure. A lot of people hear that and they say, Oh man, I, I want one of those. Or I guess <laughs> some people, you know, if, if they've had an, a self-directed IRA account with a, with a custodian before, uh, sometimes they, you know, th- there's some little hoops that you have to jump through. And sometimes they think that, is a way to go and it can be, but you know, there are some caveats. What can you help explain that? Of course. Yeah. So that's one of those things that sounds really great and it can be really great. And it, and it can also be a huge disaster. So a, a, an IRA in general, the way it works is if you put money into an IRA and you want to invest that money, what you have to do is call up your custodian and say, custodian, I want to invest this money in X, Y, Z, and then they'll take care of it for you. And for the vast majority of people, that system works just fine. Uh, There there are a few types of asset classes, uh, real estate sometimes being one of them, not all the time, but sometimes being one of them, that you need to be able to do things on the spur of the moment. Like you don't have time to call up your custodian and say, send money to XYZ. It's just, it won't work that way. So what a 
a checkbook IRA is, is it's a structure that you can set up inside of your, your IRA. And we won't really go too, too deep into it, but the net effect of it is that once you have a checkbook IRA set up at that point, you have direct control over the, the money in that account. So if you are, if you're a real estate investor and you're sitting kind of knee to knee with a seller who wants to sell their house, but you know, if you don't make an, uh, an offer right now, the guy coming behind you is going to get it instead. Well, if you have a checkbook IRA, you can write a check out of your IRA at that moment and give them a, a, a deposit and that's okay. So it really, it basically kind of uh, is an end run around a custodian, which can be good and it can be bad. Um, so uh, you just got to be very, very careful because it in- introduces a lot of compliance problem potential if you don't follow the rules quite precisely. Yeah. And that's probably a good, we don't, I don't know if we necessarily have to go into it, but the, uh, the same, the same rules, uh, apply for disqualified persons and prohibited transactions. That's, those are kind of, I guess, a, a couple big keywords, uh, yeah. in the, in the, in the, uh, in the self-directed, uh, IRA, RRA realm. And right. those rules still apply to checkbook control, accounts. And so you have to really be familiar with those rules and you have to make sure that you do it. And there, there are uh, companies that will help you uh, set up the structure. Uh, if you, if you think one of those is the type of, of uh, account that you want, but um, you know, those accounts are not for everybody. So no, if you think you're the type of person who wants one of those, make sure that you work with a reputable source Absolutely, and you follow all the rules because uh, the, the IRS is always watching. And if you mess yeah. up, they can take your money, can't they? <laughs> yeah, IRAs in particular are really, there's not a lot of leeway if you make a mistake with IRAs. The, the IRS kind of knows that they have you over a barrel. And the scary thing is, is if you make one of those uh, types of compliance errors, generally known as a prohibited transaction, usually, not always, but usually what you're looking at is losing 40 to 60% of the entire account, if not more. So the, um, the stakes are quite high. Hmm. Um, so let's see. So we've kind of laid that out a little bit. I know we talked about uh, maybe kind of discussing some alternatives to self-directed investing. So what, what would you, uh, you know, what would be some alternatives to this type of account? Well, you know, the, uh, most people don't realize that you can get a, a, the self-directed variety of any kind of IRA that exists. There's, the traditional, there's the Roth, there's there's the SEP, there's the in, inherited spousal, et cetera. You can get the the self-directed version of any of those, and there, there's no problem. They're not hard to find. But another alternative that's particularly relevant for, for folks who are self-employed is, uh, I mentioned it before, it's called the Solo 401k. It is it is essentially the, the 401k version of the IRA, but for, for people who are qualified for it, and, and we can get into that if you want, uh, but uh, for people who are qualified for it, it offers some really huge benefits, w- one of which is that you can practically put a lot more money in there than you can in an IRA. But the even bigger benefit is that I mentioned just a moment ago the danger of prohibited transactions. You've got to follow the same rules in IRAs as you do in 401ks, but there's a big distinction after that point with IRAs. If you commit one of those prohibited transactions, you're, you're stuck. There's really not a lot you can do. The IRS has you over a barrel and they know it. With 401ks, you're probably still going to have to pay some penalties and it's going to be 
frustrating and annoying, but you're not going to lose 40 to 60% of the value of your account. There are statutorily provided ways to correct those errors. And for that reason, even if there were not other reasons, and, and there are a lot of other reasons, but for that reason alone, if you qualify for a solo 401k, that's probably the thing to do if you're looking for, for a, a way to get into self-directed investing of your retirement. Mm, very good. Very good. So, um, you know, let's, um, you know, let, let, back up on the, on the, on the high level here, let's, let's talk about taxes just for a little bit. Cause I mean, sure. that's, that's, that's one of the beautiful things that, that, uh, these IRAs and solo 401ks and these retirement plans, um, you know, let's just make sure that our listeners are, are really appreciating the benefits of, of these type of accounts. So, you know, let's just, uh, you know, share some thoughts on, uh, tax deferral and, and also the sure. tax free elements of, you know, what, you know, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> sure. The, this is a beautiful thing. And one of my favorite topics, really, if you look at it, there are three places where taxes come in, in into play in, uh, in investing. Um, one of those can be on the front end. So the, really the question is, are you investing with uh, pre-tax or post-tax dollars? Um, the other one is on, on the back end. So when you, when you, uh, sell your, uh, investment to realize the, the, the gain, do you pay taxes then? That's the second one. But the third one is in the middle. Like if you make an investment and it's very, very profitable for you and you sell that thing and want to reinvest that money, how is that taxed? Well, that's a big deal. And that particular thing, the, the middle one where we're talking about, Con, uh, conversion of your profits from one investment to another, all IRAs, all 401ks, no matter what stripe, they provide that advantage. You, you can make a profit. You can take that profit and invest it in another asset. It can even be a completely different asset class. Unlike 1031 exchanges where you have to, uh, when you sell real estate, you have to buy real estate within an IRA or 401k, you could sell real estate and buy precious metals or anything else. So it's a really beautiful thing. And there's just no tax burden as long as that money remains in the account. That's pretty, that's crazy powerful. That alone is massive. But the other two places where the taxes come in are on, on the front end. So is it important for you to save money on your income taxes today? If it, if it is, then probably what you need to do is be using a traditional type of account because with those accounts, generally speaking, I have to put in that caveat, but generally speaking, Money that you put into those accounts give you a tax uh, benefit today. In other words, your, your taxable income generally decreases by the amount that you put into those accounts. And that can be a wonderful thing. Now, the, the other side is the other option. That's called a traditional tax model. The other option is the Roth tax model where you, you pay taxes before you put money in, but on the backside, once your money is blown up for 20, 30, 40 years, and now it's really, really big, and you take the money out in a traditional model, you have to pay taxes on every dollar you pull out at that point because you've got a, a tax benefit on the front side. With the Roth model, it's exactly the opposite. You pay ta taxes on the money you put in, but when you take that money out, no matter how much profit you made, you pay no taxes on those withdrawals. So it is an amazing, amazing thing. And there's not really a right answer as to which one is better for everybody, but it either way, it just, just the, the tax potential, the, the raw tax savings potential is amazing. And it is way better in self-directed IRAs than in conventional IRAs. 
Yeah, be- beautiful point. And uh, we work with a lot of clients, a lot of high net worth clients, and 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 the Roth conversion, getting that money from the tax deferred into the in, into the Roth account is tremendously valuable. And I, and and that's a really good point that you just made there. With traditional financial planners and and uh, uh, investment advisors, uh, you know they typically don't really get some of the stuff that we're talking about because they're looking at traditional types of returns and they're looking sure. at you know um, you know single digit. I'm not going to get into specifics on that, but you know they're looking at yeah. you know sometimes single digit returns and then you got fees and you got inflation and taxes and you and you got a lot of things and so you know sometimes if you you know if your brain is wired that way. Uh, then it doesn't make sense to convert. But when you when you look at some of the types of returns that you can get into in in, in some real estate and other types of investments, yeah, um, it really can make a tremendous uh, difference in in your long term wealth building uh, to go ahead and pay the taxes now and to get that into a into a Roth environment and then to let that let that really run for a long period of time can really make a huge, huge difference, especially legacy is a big, a big thing for me, but, you know, really being able to think about passing that on. And, um, you know, you mentioned inherited, inherited IRAs. There's some big advantages between the traditional inherited versus a Roth inherited. Yeah. So we, we don't know if that's getting, that's getting off in the weeds a little bit, but if you want to comment on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. It's getting off into the weeds a little bit, but, if you love your, your children and grandchildren, leave, leave them an inherited Roth IRA. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's, that's enough for now. We can get into why later, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Good, good point. If you uh, quote that one, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> if you love your kids, leave them, leave them a Roth IRA. So if you know. don't like them though, you know, just leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Um, all right. So, um, Let's see. So let's see, Brian. Um, I mean, we could go, we could go on and on and on about this, but, um, uh, do you have a favorite, uh, do you have a book that, that you're reading or that you'd want to share with our readers, um, or, uh, and, and a favorite quote book. Um, I'm frequently kind of nervous about answering this one because people sometimes think I'm trying to be hoity toity and impressive, but I'm not. Um, my favorite book, far and away, uh, and, and number two is not even close, is uh, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. Um, that's kind of a, a heavy read, but it's, uh, um, it's really fascinating, and it, it kind of combines my, my two favorite things to think about outside of business, which are philosophy and theology, and um, I just I love that one. I love that one. So um, that's probably – not one you're going to hear from a lot of real estate investors. I hadn't heard that one on the show yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as far as quotes go, there's, there's one that, uh, that, that I like from, uh, from a fellow back in the, uh, I guess, 1300 St. Augustine. He says, faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. I've always kind of liked that one kind of made, made some sense to me. And, uh, is comforting whenever, uh, uh, whenever the times come, whenever you uh, have to just do what you think is right. Mm. Very good. Very good. Um, and, um, what about, what about freedom? What, what does that, what does freedom mean to you? What does that, what does that word mean to you? How do you define <laughs> My definition that? of that is, is, is radically different than most people. Um, for, for me, it's less about money and finances and it's more about, being exhausted every night when I go to bed and being excited every morning when I wake up. 
To me, that's, that's freedom. Even if I have to work all day long, if I'm exhausted when I go to bed and I'm excited when I wake up, that's the life I want. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Now, and your wife is very involved in real estate as well. You didn't, you want to, you want to, gosh, you want to, you want to share that a little bit. We actually shared that on the front end. That might've, that might've hooked some. Yeah. My, my wife is, uh, I'm, I'm, I kind of regret that you brought her up. She's smarter than me. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Carol is the, uh, she, she is, uh, presently the editor in chief at think realty magazine. Um, which is a, uh, a print publication for real estate investors. Um, she's, uh, she's also the uh, editor-in-chief of REI Wire, our, our publication as well. And um, she's, uh, every day she's rubbing shoulders with the best and the brightest in the real estate business. Sometimes they're, they're names you've never heard of, and some, sometimes they're, you know, C-suite level people at Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Quicken Loans, you know, the, those sorts of things. So, She's uh, incredibly well connected and, and a very, uh, she's very intimidating to have around the house. She just knows everything. <laughs> the power couple. Exactly. Yeah. Well, at least half of us, her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian. Well, um, if, uh, if some of our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? But probably for most people, the best way to do that is to go over to selfdirected.org. Uh, we have a n- nice resource over there called the, uh, uh, the Definitive Guide to Self-Directed IRAs. It's free, and uh, folks can go over there to selfdirected.org and download that. Great, and uh, we'll, put that, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Great. And, um, um, I'm sure I, I've come to find out that people like free stuff. I mean, you know, that's, that's good you got that out there, isn't it? They do. It's, it's amazing. Free stuff is good. So this has been some, <laughs> some free, some free value added information uh, for, yes, for those of you. If you've been listening, uh, we, we appreciate you being here and we hope we've uh, provided you some information. So uh, uh, give, give, give Brian a call or check out, check out the website, download the, uh, the, the free read there. And um, if you don't have a self-directed IRA, you need to get educated and, and, uh, and see the, see the value um, that, that a lot of investors have found by, uh, understanding and learning the, the beauty and the tax benefits of, uh, of moving over. Uh, you know, this is one thing, um, you know, I found in working with a lot of our clients, um, a, 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 you know, a lot of our clients have a tremendous, uh, amount of money that they have that they consider locked up in their, in their 401ks. And, uh, mm. you know, some of them don't even know that they have Roth components to some of, some of these, uh, 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 401ks, you really, if you're out there, you got to read, you got to read those plan documents. I know that's a snoozer, but you gotta, you gotta, uh, uh, work with somebody who understands that and, and, and find out there are ways that you can move, uh, sometimes some of that money into a self-directed environment. And, yes. um, there's, 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 there are things that, that, that can be done. So certainly take a look at that. Well, Brian, don't go anywhere. We're getting ready to go over to the members only section and we're going to, we're going to go into some, some, do some, some Jedi stuff, huh? We're going to do some Jedi stuff on the backside. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. So, uh, 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 thank I'll give you the last word on the front side. Anything, uh, anything you want to leave with? Absolutely. Take action on this. This is one that can change your life and change the the lives of future generations as well. Perfect. Well said. Well said. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the High Speed Podcast. I hope we brought you a lot of value today. Uh, Until next time, we will see you soon. Thanks, Brian. 
Thank you. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, We want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.